listening to A Quiet Mind. Hello everybody, welcome to another Quiet Mind podcast. This morning we're going to talk a little bit more about habits, breaking bad habits. Um, It's a how-to podcast and along the way we're going to be discussing some ideas that may be new, some ideas that may be old. I'm sure that some of you have heard them before somewhere, and I'm just doing my job in repeating them to you and bringing that knowledge back into the forefront of your reality, so to speak, bringing it off the back burner and putting it on the front burner for a moment. So last podcast, you may have been listening to it at one point and going, you know, what the heck does this have to do with breaking habit? Because we were talking about our our uh, place in the universe and how we are all unified by energy and that how this energy when we look at it we see that it has you know particles in it and those particles that are between us and everything else in the universe are also what we are made of so essentially we we are all the same stuff now we didn't really get much into individual personality or the idea or concept of soul or mind or ego or dualistic mind. We didn't go into that into too much depth. The point being that I wanted to just talk about how there is this energy and we are all made up essentially of the same stuff. That means we are not separate. And that this energy supposedly is being controlled by some kind of force. And if you haven't seen the movie What the Bleep, I recommend it highly. It talks about it quite quite a bit. It goes into more detail than we really have time to go into. Also, a book called uh, The Dancing Wooly Masters by Gary Zukoff is a really interesting book. It explains uh, quantum theory to the layman and it does a, a really a really good job of it so i would highly recommend watching the movie what the bleep if you haven't seen it and also reading gary zukoff's book the dancing wooly masters it's really amazing and uh, in my own experience this came through not only reading but it came through a you know an undeniable personal experience through deep meditation and the the process of meditating for years and stripping away thought and stripping away the attachment to thought and just learning how by watching the breath and by other yogic breathing methods and different types of meditation methods to finally sit quietly and in that there was the feeling and experience of expansion and unity. 
And really to try to describe it goes against what it really is. It must be experienced. But since we are human beings and we have a dialogue and we have this method of being able to communicate to each other, um, we have to move forward the best we can. And if you read Lao Tzu's book, The Tao, if any of you have read that, it starts off by saying that, you know, the the true Tao, and I'm, I'm just roughly quoting this, the, the, the true or real Tao can't be explained in words. But then the book goes on to say, you know, it goes on to try to explain it anyway. As a, as a matter of fact, I, I have a copy right here I see on my bookshelf. So I'll just bring it out and read exactly what it says because it's rather interesting how it says this. And this is just, you know, one of the books that, uh, that I love reading. I read it quite often for many, many years. So the first chapter in this translation says, The Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The nameless is the beginning of heaven and earth. The named is the mother of ten thousand things. Ever desireless, one can see the mystery. Ever desiring, one can see the manifestations. These two spring from the same source, but differ in name. This appears as darkness. Darkness within darkness, the gate to all mystery. So you see, it starts out by saying that the true Tao can't be told. It's not the eternal Tao. But then the book goes on and tries to explain it, because that's what we're doing here. We're having a dialogue between selves, if you will. And the point being is that we don't really exactly have to understand scientifically how it all works and how it all lays out to grasp the concept that we are connected somehow. And that's what we're doing here. And it would be you know, wonderful if you, if you have ideas. I, I saw that there was one post, one eloquently written post today on the blog that goes into this a little bit more and that you might find interesting www.aquietmind.com I would highly recommend that you go there and read it and then comment on it and if you have read these books The Dancing Wooly Masters, Gary Zukoff, The Tao if you've seen the movie What the Bleep you can go there and you know, say, you know, say what you thought about it but the concept here that I'm speaking from came from direct experience the uh, experience of unity, of oneness and the experience of every thing, from the lowliest grain of sand to the, you know, the slimy sea slug on the bottom of the ocean floor to the universe and everything, in a moment I experienced as, as one. And also that it is made up of energy and that behind this energy is thought. So literally everything that we have is being thought into being. So therefore... Anything that you want, anything that um, you want that you don't have presently, anything that you wish to change about yourself, or if there's anything that that um, you would like to have happen for yourself, if you want, if you need a healing, maybe you're sick, maybe you're ill, maybe you know someone who is ill. The only thing that may separate you from what it is that you want in your life is a thought, and through experience, 
direct experience, I have been able to have things come to be in my life and have habits change just by uh, thinking about it, just by the thought. Now, I'm not really talking about mantras. I'm not really talking about methods. And I'm not really talking about um, how-tos or things that we've heard before, like we tell ourselves uh, when we have no money, I am wealthy, I am wealthy, and that this isn't that. This is different. This is a process of that we have to that we have to experiment with. You have to try it on for yourself to see if it works for you. I'm only a you know sign that's pointing the way, if you will. I I, I challenge you to try this. Uh, I just say that you know it has it has worked for me in several instances. Um. So in this process, when we're looking at the things that we want to change, the habits we want to change, or the things that we may want in our life, we can experiment with this idea, this concept of allowing, simply allowing that which you want, that which you need, that which you wish to happen in your life. Because if we try this process and say when we don't, let's just use money as an example because people have a lot of trouble with money. If we say, I am wealthy, I am wealthy, I am wealthy, and in fact we have no money in the bank at all and people are beating down the door looking for our money or we're, you know, maybe we're on the street, maybe we're homeless, we don't even have any place to live, the mind automatically is going to resist this and it's going to say, what do you mean? You're wealthy. You're not wealthy. You're crazy. You're on the street. You're homeless. You have no money at all. See, the mind wants to resist that. It wants to tell you, no, that's not the truth. But when you try this technique of allowing, the mind no longer resists. The mind doesn't really know what to do with that. It doesn't quite know how to process that. And when you take into account as well that you're not separate from that thing that you wish, the thing that you, that you want in your life, uh, if it be a healing, if it be a material object, etc., that you see yourself with that thing, that you see yourself as that healing has already occurred. And the feeling that you have when you see that you have, you have this thing that you wanted or needed in your life now, present, in this moment, you see it, you say, I allow this to come into my life. When you say, I allow this healing to come into my life, and you see yourself as healed now in this moment, filled full of joy in this moment, because that which you wished to happen has already occurred. So the focus is seeing that now as already come to pass, that it's in this moment, that it's vital, that it's now. And I know this, is, this can be construed as imagination or wishful thinking. But the concept here that we go deeper in that relates to this is the concept of there is only now, there has only been now, no past, no future, only this moment. So the brain has no idea that 
between the thought, I have this now, and actually having it. Say, when we look at the concept also of time as not being a linear thing, as time is a man-made, manufactured product. I know some of this may be really out there, but I always go really out there. (laughs) And I'm, once again, speaking from personal experience that thinking like this, seeing like things like this, seeing things not separate from me, understanding that everything is thought. Thought brings things into existence. And that I'm not separate from that which I want or need in my life. Have brought about amazing things. And then the process of allowing that to be. In other words, you don't have to understand the how-to to accept the healing, to allow the healing in your life if you're ill, if you have a disease. You don't need to understand how it's going to be fixed. You just need to allow it. And then the universe just it handles the details. Now, you may have to do some work around this. <laughs> that might be part of the process. But the idea here is to allow it to happen rather than try to make it happen. Now, we've spoken a lot about desires, wants, needs, materialism, bringing things into our life. So when we're going into this process of visualizing, wanting something in our life to change, or wanting to have something come into our life, such as healing, or maybe we need more money every month, that that might bring up conflicts within the mind, especially on a spiritual path, of want, need, and desire. And of course, we've gone into all of this in depth in in other podcasts. And I would suggest reviewing some of those podcasts, especially the podcasts on um, uh, acceptance. So I would just touch briefly on this, because there is a desire... And then there is material need that is basic. So it's up to you in your own mind to work through those blocks that you may have about needing just the basic things in your life and still be able to have a spiritual path or have a light existence, a light tread on the earth if that's part of what you want to be experiencing in your life. Because I know I've been the opposite extreme. I've been without a place to live and with nothing in my life because I believed that's what I had to do in order to really have a spiritual unified experience of everything. So I have, I have gone that route. And if that is part of your path and part of what it is that you want to experience, then these, uh, these ideas may not be right for you right now. But when we bring in the idea of breaking a habit and we try to use the dualistic mind to break the habit and we see that we've tried it before and we feel powerless, when we take this combination of understanding, knowing we are not separate from anything, then we are connected to the life force energy of the whole entire universe. Now, this doesn't have to be some sort of being. It is an energy force. And that energy powers the universe. So if we are connected to that, then we are definitely not a powerless being. 
And we have to understand that the thoughts that we have bring things into experience, bring things into our reality. What we think, we get. That's the concept. That's the idea. Do we think everything into existence that happens to us, say an accident might happen? I didn't want to think that into existence. Well, that's, that is a very good thing to go into. I think that might be another podcast in itself. But this idea of allowing is um, if you try it on your brain, watch how you react. Watch how the dualistic mind reacts to, I, I allow this body to be nicotine-free. If you're a smoker and you want to smoke, try saying that. Go ahead and do it while you're smoking. Does it make any difference? Just say, you know, as you're smoking, do it as an exercise. Every time you go to inhale, say, I allow this body to be nicotine-free. When the mind chimes in and tries to say something negative to you, bring that focus back to the allowing in that moment. I allow this body to be nicotine-free. And work with that. Take these habits that you want to change. Formulate your mantra into an allowing. And just try it. Experiment with it. See if it works for you in breaking your habits. So we'll go into, into more detail in further podcasts. And if you have any questions on what I'm talking about, if you have anything to add to that in your experience, please go to the blog, www.aquietmind.com. Or write in an email, and I get to these as I can, because I do get quite a few of them, robert at aquietmind.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we will speak further on this in future podcasts.